are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend, getting closer and closer to the Razorback football season starting up. And it's been nice, not only uh, getting ready for it and excited about it, but actually getting a chance to check out practice. And, uh, you know, Dudley Dawson of HawkSports.com will have some comments from him as far as uh, how that camp has gone and everything. But I'll tell you this, just from what I got a chance to see and and just some of the things that really stood out to me and just the first practice I got to watch, because let's be honest, it's 20 minutes. You're not going to get – a whole crazy new thing that you've never seen before. You're just going to be like, oh, okay, well, K.J. Jefferson's going to be awesome because of this. Like, it's not that way. It's just essentially, you know, you get a chance to see what they look like and what's the practices like and who's maybe uh, in the starting roles in certain positions and all of that. But I will say, and, you know, people are going to probably going to come after me and say, well, you say this has been said before, yawn, snore, it's all the same crap to us, whatever. Um, but I'm serious when I say this, this team looks like an SEC team more so than what they even did last year, just as far as the way they're in shape, the depth, the numbers, everything's looking better on that front. Like they actually look like they have it going and they have it together as far as the look goes. I'm not saying that depth won't be an issue in certain regards, um, because I think it'll play into an impact, whether it's at the linebacker position, which I still feel like there needs to be some more depth there. Uh, maybe the offensive line, which hopefully, you know, it stays healthy uh, because, you know, you got all the starters back and it's really good. So you'll keep it that way. But still, it, it's just the fact that you look like a team. You look like an SEC team. You look like a team that's not only ready to take on the SEC, but to to compete with them and look like once you both teams are on the field, you look like you're fully capable and ready to make it all happen. And that's just a a credit to the whole strength and conditioning staff and and getting that point done. Uh, Another thing that really stood out to me too is just the the drills in the organization. Because I have to compare it to what we saw in previous years where under Brett Bielema, we got to see 20 minutes of practice, but most of the time it was literally just stretching. Like that's it. Like, we got to see what, what type of stretches they were doing, and all right, time to get off the field. Chad Morris had a couple of times here and there where, you know, we got to see a little bit more, but uh, it wasn't very organized. There was a lot of scrimmaging, if we ever got to see anything. Not a lot of drills or anything like that, just scrimmaging and stuff. But this is, like, intense. This is high-interval, high-intensity, fast-paced type of practices where each and every position group that's drilling with their coaches and whatnot, they're having to bring it. And if they don't bring it, they're going to get called out for it. And they get called out for it, then somebody else is going to step right in and and try to, to make the most out of that example. Like, it's just so great. It seems like a football team. As stupid as it is to even say, it seems like a football team that actually has it together and actually has an understanding of what they're trying to do, what they're supposed to do, and all of that. They got it together. And I appreciate that because, again, it's been a while since you've been able to say that you have anything like that going. And it's fun just to see the interactions with the coaches and players because you have some guys that are a lot more vocal than some of the other coaches. You have guys that are out there, you know, screaming at guys, and you got other guys that are maybe being a little more low-key. And then you got Sam Pittman, who's kind of just 
going around and about checking out each individual group and looking at it. And obviously, you know, with the offensive line, there's a lot of uh, interaction there too. But he's the type that he's he's managing. He's not getting in there and, tell, and coaching with the, telling the guys how to coach or anything. He's managing. He's just making sure that it's all working the way it's supposed to work. The guys are putting in the work that they're supposed to work on and that everything is going according to the game plan or, in this case, the practice plan of getting all of it done. Those are the things that stood out to me. And, you know, knock on wood that there's no major injuries or anything here in fall camp, uh, which I hope that there's not because that will never happen. But it just it, it gave me a little bit more confidence and a little more excitement because I see it firsthand. I get to see what they look like and how they're doing it, and I get a little pumped by it. It's like you have a lot of good coaches out there. You have a lot of good assistant coaches out there, not just guys who can recruit but guys that can develop. Like seeing Dowell Loggins out there is just kind of still mind-blowing to me. I'm like – Guy's got was well, an NFL def- offensive coordinator for years, and now he's here at Arkansas coaching tight ends and helping with the offense. It's like you know you see Kendall Bryles and Barry Odom in the next steps that they're trying to take as coordinators, and you know now that they got a whole fall camp and spring practice and all that under their belts, it makes it a little easier to get the team ready and prepared for what they're trying to do. And I think it's going to be a huge, a huge impact on having those coordinators come back for another year. And the one thing I will say, though, as I keep bringing it up as far as special teams go, that's very worrisome, and it has been worrisome, and I hope that it improves. But I think you have more players to choose from. I don't know. We haven't seen any of that in practice or anything like that, so we don't know even know what's going to look like or you know who's going to be doing what. But what we do know, though, is that, again, you have more players, more numbers, and when with those numbers can make it a little more creative on special teams. Put the best players on the field and play special teams – and uh, go from there. But I'm excited about it. I really liked what I saw in the short time period that I saw it in. And we're going to get more thoughts and opinions on it from Dudley Dawson as far as that and some recruiting stuff here in just a second. But uh, I want to ask you a question. Did you know that 85% of the people that play daily fantasy sports actually lose? I mean, is that really surprising? The game's kind of rigged against you. I mean, you're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time, so it makes it hard to really feel like you have a puncher's chance at it. That's what Stat Hero is all about. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. You name your stakes, win or take all, you have the advantage, and Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time because nobody else does that. You're in total control. And that Stat Hero is DFS the way it's supposed to be, one-on-one. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. Again, stathero.com slash locked on. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We're going to talk with Dudley Dawson of Hawk Sports here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you about Built Bar. They got nine delicious flavors to choose from, and they have the occasional flavor to choose from that's limited time because, let's be honest, you can't, if you have as many good flavors as this, you want to try some new ones out. And the thing is, is everyone they've tried out has always been really good, no matter what it is. But it's great. It's convenient. It's easy. It's 17 grams of protein with only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. And it is so easy to do where you just pop it open, you eat it, you feel great, it's healthy, it's easy, it's convenient, and it's quick. So if you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, 
you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Right now, let's go to the phone lines and welcome in Dudley Dawson of WholeHogSports.com. Going to talk a lot of Razorback football with him. Dudley, appreciate you joining us, man. How's Razorback football practices been looking? Is there really anything you can take away from the early goings of fall camp right now? Well, I don't know how many they're going to win, but I will tell you that when you walk out there and you look at the football team, they at least look like a football team. Uh, you don't have the small linemen that the previous administration was trying to to uh, to play with. Uh, you've got big, wide receivers, uh, especially uh, a couple of the freshmen and, and Warren Thompson, the walk-on from Florida State, coming in. Uh, you just you see a uh, you see a hope. I don't know. Again, how much it'll translate into wins, but you—they look—they'll look better getting off the bus. How they play once they get in the stadium, we'll see. But you know, that's the the main thing you can tell out of uh, these first few practices. And also, I've really enjoyed uh, the the wide receivers and defensive backs going one on one. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of narrative and and talking going on there, and I think that's really competitive. And I think that's what we're seeing in these first few days. Can't tell a lot, but you can tell they're competitive and they like to talk. Dudley, what's the difference in access to begin practice? And you mentioned the receivers and DBs there. Who kind of is standing out besides Traylon Burks? Well, you get uh, we get 20 to 30 minutes uh, there at the first of practice, or half half so far. It, you know, we'll see how it continues to go. But you, uh, thankfully, we they bring us in after they do the stretching because we we don't need to see any of that. Uh, but we've got to see a lot of the one on ones. Uh, we see a lot of the drills that they're doing. Uh, you know, they usher us out, like I said, after about 30 minutes. But it gives you a chance to at least get some, uh, you know, access to the team and see what they look like and see who's hurt and and, and those kind of kind of things. So you at least have some you know, rationale and what you're reporting and all that. Obviously, we didn't have the the after-practice press conferences, which are both uh, live and on Zoom now. So, you know, kind of transitioning there. But, uh, you know, it's always good. It's not like it used to be when we could go over there and sit all day, but I don't know if that was a great use of our time anyway. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you you know, you get in, you get what you can see, you try to have a plan on what you want to see that day, and, and uh, you just go from there. And then, and you have to depend on the coaches and, and the uh, coaches, the players, and maybe some sources you have inside the team to, to you know to let you know what's going on if you if you've been around long enough. No, Dudley, I also think it's fascinating too around this time where you can see some of the newcomers that have come in, some guys that whether it's freshmen or transfers or anything like that. Uh, has there been really anyone that you feel like has stood out? And also, uh, as far as true freshmen go, do you see any of these guys being able to have an immediate impact on the team uh, once the season starts? Well, I think all four of the freshman wide receivers that they brought in, in addition to Warren Thompson, who, again, if people don't know, he's uh, he was a highly recruited guy from Florida State. Didn't really work out for him there, but he's six four and about two two twenty somewhere around in there. Uh, looks really good. They talk about him. You know, he's got to learn the offense, but the wide receivers uh, look good to me, and that's important because Mike Woods made the decision to to go to. Uh, to Oklahoma, and you have Davion Warren coming back from an injury. Uh, you know, he's trying to get through camp and, and all that. So, you know, the wide receivers and, and you know, the defensive backs that we talked about. Uh, but I would also tell you that guys like Cameron Ball, who was the offensive lineman that's a freshman that uh, uh, 
came from the Atlanta area. He looks like he's in great shape. Tykeus Crawford, who's the young man that Darkso would have signed if, if his academics had been in order. He ended up going to Charlotte for a year and has come come here, and he's about 350, but it's a, it's a good-looking 350. And that's what I would say. Uh, there's not too many of the, the 105 that are here right now that uh, – have come in and out of shape. We could, you know, we could argue about the quarterback being at 247 and he wants to be at 235 to, to 240. But, you know, I think that they really, most of them took this summer, spring and summer in the offseason and made a conscious effort to come in in shape and ready to go. And I think that's, uh, you know, that has to be uh, something that you would attribute to the coaching staff, the, the strength and conditioning people, and just the kids want to, to get over this being, you know, 0 and 0, 0 and you know, three and then three and 10 and three and seven, whatever. I think, you know, they want to win. They don't have enough players yet to do as much as they want to, but they're making, uh, you know, steps toward that. And it's one of those things that uh, we'll see how many of these young guys can combine with these super seniors. Uh, there are a lot of kids that's been out there for five or six years now. I think 11 of them that, uh, you know, is going to be an interesting part of a veteran team. They're unknowns for every year's team, Dudley. This year, the running back specifically, we know about Traylon Smith, but what are some of the things we need to know about the other guys playing running back? Well, I think the most interesting thing I saw yesterday is uh, uh, A.J. Green, uh, who's the young running back from Tulsa. He's wearing zero. They have one offensive guy with zero and one defensive guy with zero, so that's kind of interesting. But A.J. Green is going to be in that mix. Rocket Sanders, Demetrius Johnson, uh couple other guys that that uh, the Javion Hunt from Oklahoma City so I think they've got enough running backs but you don't know who's going to ascend to the top to be there with Smith yeah and I was mentioning that AJ Green I think uh, is a home run threat uh, you know you're talking I think you were talking about Traylon and and him being a very good running back but not necessarily have the blinding speed so I think that's uh, you know that's a guy that Josh Oglesby is another one that was a track guy that they really like that you know they're going to be able to get in space and do some things with him uh, and then you've got the power backs like Javion Hunt and Demetrius Johnson. Uh, so you've got a pretty nice mixture of guys uh, to, to work with there. And I know that the, the, with the RPOs that they're going to run, uh, you know, a lot more with the, with the quarterbacks they have now, uh, it's going to be very important who blocks as well. So that's going to be as big, a, you know, it's going to factor into the equation of who gets playing time as well. Where does Rocket Sanders fit in? Rocket Sanders is uh, is either going to be an outstanding tailback, an outstanding receiver, or something in between. Uh, he is he is up to about looks about 225 now. Uh, thick kid, swole up as they say. Uh, you know he's hard to bring down in practice, or at least he was during the spring. Uh, you know Thursdays when they get the the full pads on and, and go at it. But you know I, he is he is a playmaker and so they're going to have him in space they're going to have him back there running back they're going to get him the ball and let him be electric which he was in high school sounds like you just described tj hammonds as well <laughs> uh well hopefully tj who's who's had some great uh, plays obviously and has fought through some uh, uh you know injuries hopefully he'll stay healthy this year and be able to to carve himself out a row it just seems like every time he gets going and does something an injury pops up so maybe he can get past that this year and, and you know, finish his career in a way that, uh, you know, we all thought he would, would begin. And, and we've certainly seen flashes of that.
We'll continue our discussion with Dudley Dawson here in just a second. First, I've got to tell you about betonline.ag, and it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC and MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoff. So head to the website at betonline.ag using your mobile device and sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Dudley, uh, you know, I think the wide receivers might be the easy answer here, but maybe you got a different one as far as the position group that is going to be the best for Arkansas this season. Because I feel like the secondary, I mean, there's got a lot of experience and talent there. You got the offensive line that may have made tremendous strides because they return everybody there. Uh, we know running backs you just described, but uh, is wide receiver far and away the best position group or some other ones that could be in the mix as well? Well, you know, all the running backs we've just mentioned, so that's there. But I do think the, the wide receivers are where the most talent is. I do think the offensive line has made an upgrade in terms of depth. They had to rotate a very few guys there last year. I think there's going to be more depth uh, both inside and outside. And I'm interested to see what the tight ends do. We saw Blake Kern have a, uh, a you know, kind of a coming out party last year. He came he came back uh Hudson Henry, uh, you know, if he's healthy this year, should have a big year. And and one of the interesting things, uh, in addition to the other scholarship guys they've got, they moved Levi Draper, uh, the linebacker who played linebacker at Oklahoma. They moved him to tight end yesterday, and we'll see what that looks like because they want, uh, you know, some good depth there. They've got a couple of good ones coming in. Uh, Aaron Outley, you know, uh, is, another, is obviously a freshman, and they've got some, some good uh, tight ends coming in in the next class. But that is a spot where they, they just don't have enough depth and, you know, we're – certainly going to be watching that in the preseason to see what they do with it because they like to get in 12 uh, with two tight ends a lot as well when they're running so uh, it's going to be interesting to uh, but again in answering your question wide receivers is where the most talent is we'll see if it's where the most production is on the defensive side of the ball same type of deal you got some new guys coming in on the defensive line you have some returners at linebacker and then Jalen Catalan in that secondary as a returner as well where's the strength of the defense well, you know, when you have a kid make second team all uh, SEC and in a way and they have the great year that Grant Morgan did last year, and Bumper Pool is a very good player as, as well. He, you know, let us know that he broke a rib in the second game last year and still continued to play through that. Hayden Henry is back there. They've got some freshmen that they feel good about the, in, in uh, red shirt or COVID freshmen, whatever we call them now. I, I feel like the linebacker has a, a chance to be the most solid uh of that of the deal but the, obviously the cornerbacks the safeties they're loaded back there a lot of a lot of talent a lot of a lot of experience coming back but i tell you what the, the the ones that might make the biggest step up this year is the defensive line in that they have a couple of guys that transferred in from missouri they have some other guys that they've signed that could make that could be the biggest uh the group that makes the biggest step forward this year, and if they do, that would certainly obviously help out Arkansas uh, because their rotation there last year because of injuries and, and just not getting it uh, was not good last year. They got bowled over pretty good. And so if Dorian Gerald is healthy, he's going to have a big-time year and has a chance to play in the NFL, and there's a lot of other guys in that situation as well. 
they're just so much bigger there now than they used to be. Um, as long as they play with technique and follow the game plan, that should be a solid group because of who all they have coming back, including the two kids, uh, three kids that didn't play here. Y'all will, uh, y'all will be fascinated to see uh, Josh Ridgeway. That is a big old boy. Uh, he transferred up uh, after, uh, you know, having a career in, in the one double A that, uh, but he's he's six five, about three fifty, and is just a mountain there in in the middle of the line, and that's what you got to have to play in this league. Dudley, uh, I actually had somebody message in, and I was going to ask something similar about it with KJ Jefferson being the quarterback for Arkansas, and it seems like Sam Pittman is fully on board, saying he is QB one. But uh, as far as you know, we talk about players getting in shape. It seemed like that KJ was maybe talking about still trying to lose some more weight. Uh, really before the season starts because he, he's a big guy too and we know what he's capable of. But uh, what would you make of that? Was it something maybe he just wasn't in the right condition through the summer, wasn't put in the work in the weight room as much as other guys were, or is it just something that they want to kind of get adjusted right before the season starts? To me, to me, having seen him in June during the football camps uh, when, he, when he was probably about 235 where he wants to play now, he looked really good. They went through the weights, and then I think they went home for a little bit. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he added some weight. I think he'll lose it pretty quick, but he, pretty quick. But he is just a big dude. Uh, he's going to play at 235, 240, somewhere in there. Uh, but, yeah, I think that was, you know, that was probably something that, that he'll regret, uh, not going as hard at the end of the summer as he did at the first of the summer. Uh, I think he'll be okay. The uh, You know, I've been watching him now for, I guess, four years. And uh, the one thing I would say about him and is that uh, – he has the uh, mental acumen and the, the guts to be a really good quarterback. All that other technique and stuff has come along, but he is going to be a guy that's going to fascinate some people when he takes off running with the football this year, and it's going to be a different type offense in that they will, uh, the quarterback will be a threat to run and pass this year now, maybe not as good at 247 as he will be at 235, but uh, I just think he adds a different uh, different element to the game. And all those quarterbacks behind him are, are kind of the same mold. Clearly, Kendall Browse has a type. Dudley, with uh, college starting up, we've also seen that NFL has gotten a start. And tomorrow night, Hard Knocks starts for the Cowboys. Are you excited to see the Cowboys on Hard Knocks? The uh, one thing that the Dallas Cowboys do – throughout uh, the winning and the losing is entertained. And I'm sure that uh, Hard Knocks, which I've watched with many other teams before, will be fun. Uh, I'm sure they'll have some who try to be funnier than others. But, yes, I'm looking forward to it. I always look forward to the season. Somewhere during the season I get mad, but uh, always looking forward to it. And, you know, I feel real good having Dak back. The, the, the real thing is how that defense is going to come along. So. Well, Dudley, also I wanted to ask you this because it's something you kind of alluded to last week, and I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but Khalil Ware uh, officially announces he's committing to Oregon. Uh, what did you make of that, and is there any chance of maybe him uh, changing his mind at any point? I don't think so because uh, one of his comments today upon uh, committing to Oregon or, being, or at least publicly announcing it was that he had always wanted to go out of state to play basketball. So and that he had dreamed of doing that. So if that's your dream, then then I guess that's probably where he's going to go. Coach Crutchfield, who used to be an assistant here, is at Oregon. So you know I'm sure that played a part too. But I'm sure Phil Knight, the NIL, and Nike played a part in there too. But 
you know, if the kid wants to go out of state, then then you wish him well. I mean, he seems like a great kid to me. Uh, he was very hard to read. wasn't that talkative. Uh, but you don't have to be talk of talk real talkative if you have a big game, and he does. And I'm sure that Dana Altman and them will enjoy him out of Oregon, and you know, Arkansas just has to to rebound and fill out the rest of those. The Darian Ford, uh, Barry Dunning, and Joseph Pinion are are their three commits right now. I, I figure they'll add two more before it's all said and done. Well, Dudley, as always, man, we appreciate you hopping on with us. Enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll be catching up with you next Monday, all right? Sounds like a plan. I appreciate it. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 